Hello and welcome to Astrology Today, your regular look at the planetary movements and how astrology may affect and hopefully improve your life. Hi there, I'm Norma Lachance. I'm your host. I'm a life coach, a mathematician, and an inspired astrologer. And you've joined me for the week perspective for Tuesday, October 17th, 2023. Welcome to the podcast and welcome to Tuesday, already halfway through October. I know it's quite surprising. Well, it was quite a weekend. I don't know about you, but that solar eclipse was incredible. Some of the video online, incredible. Some pictures I've seen uh, online as well. Really uh, quite, quite amazing. Quite amazing, I want to say. So if you missed my episode on Friday talking about the solar eclipse, keep in mind that the effects of an eclipse can be far longer than just the weekend. So maybe if you didn't get a chance to listen to it, go back and listen to it. I looked at some individual charts. I thought, I thought it was a good episode if I do say so myself. So make sure you check it out. We're going to do something a little bit different today because I know I got a question from a listener. So excited. Anyways, I got it about a week ago. We're going to talk about that. It's a great question. That's why I want to include it on the pod. So let's get to it. And then, of course, we will be looking at the themes for the week. Now, I know you've heard me say many times, love to know what's on the minds of my listeners. Well, someone has finally reached out and asked me a question. Now, some of you ask questions through email, and I generally respond directly to you. This person, Kayla F., thank you so much, Kayla, uh, contacted me through Spotify. So there's a spot there in Spotify. What do you think of this episode? And some of you have been putting lovely comments. Thank you for that. And Kayla asks the following question, and which, of course, you can do as well. So here's Kayla's question. Question. What makes a planet position strong? What a great question, because I'm sure this comes from the fact that sometimes I'll talk about individual charts or I'll say, if you have a really strong Saturn, if you have a really strong Mars, and Kayla's probably wondering, what does that mean? So there's basically, I'm going to give you the top three ways of knowing whether or not a planet position is strong in your particular chart. So of course, this requires a little bit of knowledge around your chart. Remember, I'm a working astrologer. I can help you with that. Hopefully you're working with an astrologer or you're an astrologer yourself and you have some knowledge of natal charts. So first of all, when you're looking at a planet, you need to ask what sign is it in? So here we're talking about what's called essential dignities, meaning the quality of the planet can partially be determined by what sign it's in. So we have four categories. You've probably heard me talk about this, dignity, debility, exaltation and fall. So dignity is the strongest, meaning the planet rules that sign. It's in its own sign. You've heard me talk about that. An example of this would be Mars in Aries. Mars rules Aries. So if you have Mars in Aries, very strong in your chart. Now, I'm not going to go through all of the ins and outs. You need to look it up. The thing to Google is essential dignities. I'll just give you a couple more examples. Uh, a planet in debility means that it's it's ruling the sign or it's in the sign opposite to what it rules. So for example, uh, Saturn in Leo, Saturn normally or does rule Aquarius, which is opposite to Leo. So when Saturn is in Leo, we say that it's in debility. 
Another example, the second best place to be is when you're in exaltation. So that could be an example of uh, moon in Taurus. You hear me talk about moon in Taurus all the time. That's kind of the second best place for the moon to be. So it's a little bit, it's a little less strong than say, for example, the moon in Cancer. And then finally, fall is kind of the third place, you know, coming in with the bronze medal, as it were. Uh, it's sort of, you know, semi-strong. And an example of that would be uh, Venus in Virgo. Now, like I said, if you Google essential dignities, you'll get a full chart. I think, you know, the simplest way to think about it is look for uh, um, dignity. Look for the planets that rule particular signs, and that'll tell you about its relative strength. Okay, that's the first section. The next thing to look at is where is it in your chart? Where is this planet in your chart? First of all, is it angular? Meaning, is it within eight degrees of your ascendant, your descendant, your MC, or your IC? Those are kind of the four, which creates kind of four quadrants in your chart. So is it kind of right up against one of those angles? That means it's going to be quite significant in your chart and acting strongly, as I like to say. And then finally, the other uh, thing to look at is, is it in an aspect pattern? Is it in a kite? Is it in a T-squared? Is it involved in, um, you know, a yod, something very significant in your chart? Or is it highly aspected, meaning are there lots of planets that are contacting it? That could also make a planet, uh, the planet position strong within your chart. All right, back to our regular programming. Let's have a look at the moon currently in Scorpio. Now it's been void, of course, for most of the morning. So maybe you've taken it easy and not launched your, you know, your new book or your uh, plans to run for president. Those things maybe didn't happen this morning. That's probably a good thing. Uh, but by early afternoon, afternoon, pardon me, the moon will have moved into Sagittarius where it's going to be for the week. And so remember, Sagittarius is mutable fire, inspiring, spark, feeling maybe a bit adventurous, a bit, you know, feeling like exploring new horizons, as it were. Sagittarius is that very inspirational, uh, kind of fiery, uh, ins yeah, uh, spark that I like to say that we have with uh, Sagittarius. Finally, let's have a look at the important aspect patterns for the week. And it's all kind of rolling around today. Yes. Uh, so for Tuesday, we've got two aspect patterns to look at. One is a yod. Remember that yod is that skinny little triangle that's made up of two quincunx. That's what the long, long skinny part is. And then at the bottom of the triangle is a sextile. So the focal planet or the apex planet here is Mercury. Now I get to talk about if you have a strong Mercury in your chart, for example, if you're, you know, you've got a lot of aspects around Mercury, or perhaps you've got Mercury in Gemini, meaning it's acting really strongly in your chart, then this may affect you more than others. Uh, with Mercury having quincunx to the two planets um, at the the base of the triangle with is, uh, in this case, Neptune sextiling with Uranus. Now these are, these are outer planets, so they're not moving particularly fast. And so 
Neptune, of course, being this kind of nebulous, blurry, you know, tapping into our unconscious, our idealism, uh, very, um, yeah, idealistic, you could think of it that or maybe a little bit more inspiring, as opposed to Uranus, which is this, you know, erratic spark of energy coming forward, kind of unexpected things pop up with Uranus. And so when the two are combined, could be some flashes of intuition, uh, some intuitiveness coming forward, or maybe just a brilliant idea that you get, or flashes of sensitivity, or perhaps a spiritual connection if you're if you're into that kind of thing, or some flashes or some uh, ideas around, yes, idealism, just kind of coming up unexpectedly, I guess, is the key word there. Now, both of those are flowing into Mercury, which of course is around communication. So with the quincunx, that's uh, an aspect that asks us to, you know, make adjustments. So perhaps we're having to make adjustments to our communication, our communication style, or the types of messages that are coming forward from these flashes and unexpected intuitive uh, ideas. Also this week, well, today, actually, we have a minor grand trine, which is a smaller sort of triangle, again, involving some outer planets. We have a, a trine between the moon and Nep uh, Neptune, which, of course, is why it's just for one day. It's just with the moon. And here we have, you know, that involves maybe things being a little bit more emotional, highly sensitive, highly intuitive. And that's all uh, flowing into the apex planet, which is Pluto, all around power, transformation, perhaps purging and letting go what's not working anymore. And then because it's a sextile, getting some tangible, tangible results out of letting go of what is now no longer working for you. That is your podcast for today. I hope you enjoyed that listener question. I love getting questions. It's always fun for me to do a little research, put my thoughts together. I hope you get something out of it. Certainly send me more. You can send those through my email, of course, which is astrologydiva, that's D-V-A, at gmail.com. And if you want me to share it on the podcast, like I did with Kayla, then let me know. Otherwise, you can also post uh, comments or ideas for the podcast, kind words or otherwise, uh, through Spotify, there's a spot there where you can say, <clears throat> excuse me, what did you think of this episode? Anyways, I hope you have a fantastic day. And I look forward to speaking to you again very soon.